When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited about my next guest. He's William DeTemple of Anterion, Inc. in West Palm Beach, Florida. And we're going to talk about capital. You know, capital is the lifeblood of every company. And to grow a highly successful company, you need capital. And what Anterion does is to bridge entrepreneurs' knowledge, strength, strategies, and profits so that their business can become an investable-grade business that can afford the capital it needs to achieve scalable growth. So uh, I'm going to be talking with William about that. We're going to talk about different sources of capital. So let's bring him on. Uh, William, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, pleasure to have you on the show today. Well, thank you, Bill. I'm glad you allowed me to be on the show. Well, my pleasure. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, w- what we do is we gather tips, ideas, and precautions for age 50-plus business owners. And capital, like you said, uh, it's it's right at the lifeblood of every company. Um, so let's talk about it. Tell us a little bit about you and, and Anterion and what you all do. Well, I'm a I'm a professional CEO. I've I've built four rapid growth companies of my own, and after uh, selling my fourth one, I got recruited by venture capital firms to help them with investments that weren't going as well as they'd like. So I've been through the IPO process. I've been CEO of public companies post Sarbanes-Oxley, and I've just I've got a lot of experience out there building companies. In the process of doing that, we've also done a lot of acquisitions of companies, and obviously I've sold companies too. And one of the things that I'm one of the reasons why I'm glad to be on this show is I want to help people understand how they get the most value when they sell their companies so that they can get the most benefit out of it, out of all the years of hard work. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just about your your revenues. You have to focus on a lot of different structures that you have in place, what, what, what we call a transitionable company. Um, so, uh, so in I, you know, I, was, I can't help but myself, but I, I watch uh, the uh, Shark Tank show, and it's all about 
people coming in looking for money for their businesses, and most of them overvalue their businesses when they come in. Um, but people are looking for capital these days in all different kinds of ways, and some of them are just not bankable kind of entities. So let's talk about the t types and sources of capital. How many different sources of capital are there? Well, in I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Raise Capital Quickly, and in that book I talk about over 12 different sources of capital that are out there for, for entrepreneurs or business owners of any description, and there's far more than that. Um, so there are so many different types of capital out there, and it's just a, that most business owners don't understand it, but you've got angel capital, you've got venture capital, you've got private equity, and you've got loans. But what a lot of people don't know is where it's looking for places to invest. It's looking for secure investments that, that are not super high risk and that are with companies where they can see an exit in, say, five to eight years where, they're, where they know that their money is going to help that company grow and they're going to get a great return on it. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's one of the things that I like to do is introduce people to those sources of capital. Okay, and there was one spot there where you said what most people don't know, and it just kind of blacked out for just a second. So um, can we retrace steps there? As you said, what most people don't know is that all the different sources of capital that are out there. Okay, we talked about 12 plus sources. You talked about 12 plus sources that are out there. And so how does a, how does a business owner um, get to I mean, understand all this stuff? Is it by researching? Is it by working with companies like Interion? Uh, what, what are their, you know, they're confused, they're busy, they're trying to build their business? Yeah, well, yes. Actually, as I say, my book, Raise Capital Quickly, is a good source. They can contact us at Interion. But they've also got their local bankers are a good source of, of stuff. And what you want to do is you don't want to talk to your local banker. You actually want to go to the wealth management department of your bank and talk to those people because those people are dealing with the people that got surplus capital to invest. Um, there's also your CPAs and your attorneys. And one of the things that I find a lot of especially small businesses do is they end up working with a small CPA firm or a small law firm. And if they worked with a larger firm, you'd be amazed at the amount of doors that they can open for you at larger firms that small firms can't open and get you sources of capital that you would never dream of. That's a good, really good point. A, a lot of people just gravitate to the smaller ones. They think I'm a small business, so I, I want to work with this. Or they, they probably think they can't afford a big firm is that is that the holdback for most of them? Do you think? I think a lot of them believe that, but when you actually check out the cost difference between a, a small firm and a large firm, you'll find that the delta is relatively small, and the value that you get from the large firm is so much greater that allows your company to grow. I'm in the process right now of writing a new book called "You Can Build a Hundred Million Dollar Company," and the whole purpose behind this book is I want to teach more people how it's so easy to scale your company and grow it to 50, 75, 100 million dollars or more. And most people just don't have the vision and understand how to do that and it's not that difficult. 
Well, that was just one very solid tip is is to think about upgrading your your um, advisory firms because they may have networking groups and they certainly work with a lot more clients they may be able to put you together with. A very solid tip there. So what's the key uh, that makes a, a company an investable grade company? Well, the key is one of the biggest keys is having a strong management team. And I talk about the eight primary disciplines when I'm coaching people and helping them through stuff. And I talk about you, the owner, you're, you're more than likely the president of the company. That's one of the eight primary disciplines. But then marketing, sales, operations, finance, human resources, <clears throat> information technologies, and quality assurance are some of the others. And one of the ones that most business owners miss out on is the quality assurance. And that really ties the whole thing together and really helps the company not only stop bleeding and increase their bottom line net profit, but it also helps them get the processes and controls into place that really help their business operate much better. That's a great point. And also, isn't it true that a lot of companies these days, a lot of buyers of companies are looking very closely at things like net promoter scores, where you're looking at the uh, survey results of customers to find out, you know, what your, I mean, I know a lot of the big companies use this net promoter score where you're finding out how many people are very, very satisfied and you're looking for a quotient in there. Is that, is, mm -hmm. I would agree with you completely. That's a very big point. And I mean, it's your it's your web presence and it's your customer rating. I mean, even things like Angie's List, for example, buyers will take a look at Angie's List and see how you're rated on Angie's List. They'll do lots of different sources of due diligence to determine what your true value of your business is when you're selling. So there's a lot of things that you want to do in the customer service department to make sure that you're getting very high ratings. And And the other thing that they look at, which a lot of people don't understand, is how strong is your customer database you know do you have a lot of data in there is it up to date are you keeping track of stuff because your customer list can be a huge value to them especially if they're you know acquiring you to merge you into another company that's got other services that are beneficial to your existing customer base Great, great tips, because, you know, that's, that's so true. A lot of them are looking for not only what can we do with what you have as a company, but what else can we do with your customers to create efficiencies in our offerings that we already, you know, we, if we can cross-sell to existing customers, a lot of businesses are bought on that, on that foundation. So, Absolutely. Uh, so you have a lot of great tips here. So now what types and sizes of businesses do you typically find yourselves working with? I work with companies anywhere from typically a million dollars in revenue up to a hundred million dollars in revenue or more. I've got customers that are running hundred and fifty million dollar companies. And we've got the ability to sources of capital. We can help a company raise anywhere from as little as a hundred thousand dollars up to three hundred million dollars. Okay. And is uh if you because I I talk to a lot of business brokers, I talk to a lot of M and A people, uh William, and they and they always say you know, we turn away eight to nine out of ten people that come to us, or they don't go through a start or start a deal because they find out their valuation is so much lower. But then what do they do? I mean, do they go back and just do business as usual? What they really need to do is start working on growing that value of that business or becoming an attractive target. 
How long do you think someone should be working on uh, some of the ideas and strategies and capital strategies and all the things you've outlined before they think about going to uh, sell their business or their, their exit timeline? Well, the thing that I, I look at is, you know, their age, their health, and then I give them guidance on that because it can be anywhere from three to eight years or more. Uh, I personally, I love to be able to help a business if, if they're looking at selling. Give me three years to help you show what you can do with that business. Probability is I can quadruple what you're going to get paid out of that from that business in a, in a three-year period very easily. Um, but it, it's all about you know, getting all your, everything has got to be buttoned down tight. Good corporate governance is another area that many businesses lack in in many ways, and that's another key element that buyers are looking at when they're deciding how they're going to value your business. Yeah, I hear that over and over again from M&A people. They say, we, you know, we put double the weighting on that management team, so tell us who's Who's on your team and what they've done and what how they're involved? Spend a lot of time on building that uh, information out because it's very valuable. Absolutely. Now, when you say uh, cor- corporate governance, are you referring to management or the type of uh, the type of entity it is, or what what types of things are you referring to? Corporate governance has everything to do with every aspect of the business. That's your policies and procedures manual your processes and controls, but it's also your corporate records. Are you doing your your annual minutes? Are you doing your board meetings? Do you have what all is going on in the company, and do you have everything documented? And you really must have everything documented to the nth degree to get the best valuation out of your business. And it's not hard to do, but so many companies, privately held companies, get very lackadaisical about it and they don't do the things that they need to do. You know, another thing that I always recommend is, you know, if you, if depending upon your size of your business and depending upon if you want to grow it, really a real good thing to do is get a board of directors, a true board of directors that's going to hold you accountable because that's one of the biggest problems a lot of business owners don't have is they don't have anybody holding them accountable. They own the business, and they think, okay, well, I can do whatever I want to do. But when, you, when you're being held accountable by a board of directors, all of a sudden you start performing the way you should be. That is such a great point. I think there's a, probably a lot of business owners out there that don't want to be held accountable because they look at the business as an extension of them instead of an entity that they're there to create value. Um, you know, they, they don't look at that, the relationships properly, would you say? Yes, and that's what we refer to as the fiduciary responsibility of the owner. The you know, the legally you're bound to have a fiduciary responsibility to look after the health and well being of the corporation over your own personal interest. And as soon as your that line gets blurred and you start worrying about your personal interest over the business interest, that's when things start getting iffy and that's when buyers start looking at companies and the value that you expect to get for the company drops significantly because there's that blurry area and they buyers are very leery about liability when they're buying a company. Well, another great tip, we hear this a lot too, is you have to do your due diligence on yourself, on your company, as if you're looking at it as a buyer. 
and get all of those skeletons cleaned up like the things that you talked about, your corporate minutes, your policies and procedures, all of your documentation. Make sure that it's all in where in a shape it needs to be in or else it's just going to derail and kill a deal after you've spent probably thousands of dollars and hours and hours and hours of time um, try, trying to make something go through. They're going to find this stuff, so you, you better find it first. I agree with you completely. And that's one of the things I have bought and sold so many companies that I've got a very impressive due diligence checklist that I share with all my customers to help them see all the things that they need to be looking at. And when they look at that due diligence checklist, they generally go overwhelmed because there's so much stuff in there that they don't even think about. And uh, it's all very important when you got buyers coming in, especially if you got a buyer coming in. And I mean, the larger your company is, the more important it is because it really affects your valuation significantly. Well, I like, you know, everything that we're talking about and we could talk about it for, for hours. I'm sure. Um, I, I like the, the idea of your book is raise. I mean, the title of it's raise capital quickly, but it sounds like you also share a tremendous amount of information about what you have to do, get how you have to get ready to be able to raise that capital quickly as well. So the book sells on Amazon for ninety-seven dollars, and you're you're willing to give our our guests a a free copy if they go to your website with a special uh, a special URL, right? That is correct. Wow, very, that's very generous. It's and that's uh, I'm going to read it off here. It's www.raisecapitalquickly dot co not com dot co and then forward slash exit coach so raise capital quickly dot co forward slash exit coach and uh, that's very generous of you how do people find out more about um, anterion and about you well they can google me and they'll find tons of information about me on the web they can uh, do the same thing with Anterion, which is spelt, by the way, A-N-T-I-R-I-O-N. They can they can look up Anterion and get more information. Um, and, and we're more than happy to help. And uh, in the book, we actually take them step by step through the processes that they need to go. It's it's really mapped out extremely well, so they can they. They'll get a tremendous amount of information out of it. And if they read the reviews on Amazon of other people that have already bought the book and read the book, they'll, they'll see tremendous responses um, of what people have, have experienced from reading the book. So, Well, it sounds like a tremendous book. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, we've, uh, we've had a, a long list. I've been taking notes. I've got about two pages of notes here just from our 20-minute conversation. And uh, I would love to have you back on another time, and maybe we just delve into some of these things uh, uh, deeper, maybe pick three or four of them and just delve into them deeper because knowledge is power. And, again, for our listeners, uh, you're, you're, you have the ability to get a, a $97 book at no cost by going to raisecapitalquickly.co forward slash exit coach. William DeTemple, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure, and I look forward to uh, the next time we speak. Well, thank you, and I look forward to being back on your show soon. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned.
You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, go to guest.exitcoachradio.com. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 